In this week's parsha, parsha's bite, the Torah tells us in Parak Yud Aleph Pasuk Beis, Daber Na Ba'ozne Ha'am. Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Meishra Abenu, Daber Na, please, I am beseeching you, I'm begging you to speak to the people, and they should borrow from the Egyptians clay kesev, clay zahav, gold and silver, and this is what they should take out of Egypt with them, this borrowed gold and silver. So we see that Meshra Rabbeinu had to plead with them at this point to take all of these vessels. And yet, we find that by Kriyas Yamsuf and Perak Tesvav, Pasuk Chav Beis, the Torah says, Vayasa Meshra, after the Egyptians drowned and all of the booty that they were wearing on themselves, on their horses, all of that washed to the shoreline. Klal Yisrael was chopping all of this silver and gold and Vayasa Meshra. Rashi brings the Chazal, Shehisiyon Balkarchach. He had to literally like pull them away from collecting all of this treasure. So we see a strange stira here. Bishas, they were in Mitzrayim and they were told they got a mitzvah to go and borrow Klaikesim Klaizov. No, 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 we don't really want to. It was like, uh, you know, the, the last thing in the world that they wanted to do was to borrow the silver and gold from the Egyptians and he had to plead with them, please, Avram Avinu, I promise, he's going to have kindness on me, so please, when you go out of Mitzrayim, take out with you all this borrowed silver and gold, and the Gemara says that they really did not want to do it, it was a tircha, it was a schlep, they didn't want to do it. It seems like they were very averse to, to money, to silver and gold. So then why at the shoreline of Kriyas Yamsov, there they had no problem hopping as much, as much of these uh, silver and gold vessels as they could to the degree that their Maishu Rabbeinu had to force them not to take. What's going on over here? Did they like silver and gold or did they not want silver and gold? Did they want to schlep silver and gold through the midbar or did they not? So, the Lekach Das says a beautiful chiluk, and he says as follows. In Egypt, Meshra Abena told them to borrow. To borrow clay kesev clay zav. That means that until later, when the Egyptians are drowning in the sea and all of the money of Mitzrayim becomes hefker, so for at least that week, they had the achrayas of borrowing silver and gold. It wasn't just taking, it wasn't chopping. It was, okay, I have to take this from you, I have to ask for you, I, I have to return it someday. That's, a, that's an oil, that's an achrayas that a person has on himself to think about, I have to return it. And uh, it's like, you know, that's why a lot of people don't like going to libraries. It's easier just to go on Amazon, buy the book for $10. Because even though the library is free, but I have to worry about returning it. And if I don't return it, I, there's a fine and it adds up. And I, it's just a tircha. I don't want to borrow. I don't, I don't want to take that achrayas upon myself. 
the Yidden were very scrupulous. It wasn't like a kinunya that they were just pretending to borrow. They really felt that they may have to someday return this. And so that was something that Moshe Rabbeinu had to beg Klal Yisrael to do. Because a person does not want naturally to take achrayas for something, for himself, for others. I'm just averse. I just don't want it. By Kriyas Yamsov, once it was Hefker, oh, there's no responsibility. I could just take it and keep it without any conscience, without any guilt, without any responsibility. Perfect. That's what I like. But to take something, and now I have to borrow it, have to worry about returning it, the halachas, the dinim, all of the responsibility. I don't like responsibility. Responsibility is something that I want to stay far away from. And this is why in Mitzrayim it was Daber no, please, I beg you, tell Klal Yisrael they have to. I'm, I'm, I really, I'll, I'll do anything they want, but just please take the silver and gold. Because there it involved an achrayas. Achrayas, no, 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 please, I, I don't want to. Please, I'm begging you, okay, fine, I'll do it. But, but begrudgingly, later on, their natural human instincts of loving silver and gold kicked in because that was hefker. That was completely achrayas free. I saw from Rebbe Yashiv a beautiful pshat, a similar pshat, based on a Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos on Daftesa Mebez, and it continues to Yudam and Aleph, and whoever learns this Gemara is automatically like stunned by this Gemara. Because the Gemara asks two questions, and it only seems to answer one of the two questions, and which is very rare for the Gemara. The Gemara normally, if it answers something, that should Hashbis, be in response to what was asked. But here, there's two questions and only one answer that doesn't seem to answer both questions. This is what the Gemara in Shabbos says. Amra Abaye, Hani Chavrin Bavloi, our Babylonian friends, Lamanda Amar Tfilas Arvis Rishos, according to the Shita that says that Mairiv is a Rishos. It's not a Chayiv. It's not obligatory. It's or Rishos, you can if you want, you don't have to. Kivan Dishara Le Hamaina, if you're sitting by the dinner table and you've already loosened your belt, that's what they used to do. Some people still do that today. Sit by the dinner table and you want to be comfortable, you take your belt and you loosen it. As soon as you loosen your belt, Kivan Dishara Hamaina, Lachal to eat. And now all of a sudden it's Mayrib time. You look at your watch, oh boy, it's, it's Mayrib. So do I have to stop and dive in Mayrib or can I continue eating? He says, no, according to the Shita that says Philos Arvis is a Rishos, once you loosened your belt and you started getting prepared to eat, we're not Matriach the person to go fasten his belt and go and dive in Mayrib. Let him eat, and then he kadavan. Here we have two questions coming up. Number one, Is it really such a big deal? What are we talking about? Ray? It means going, you take your belt, and you tie it. it doesn't, it's not very great, a, you know, a manual labor to do that. It's not, we're not asking you to, you know, to, to do the impossible. 
I'm not asking you to run around the block ten times. I'm just asking you to, to fasten your belt. Why is that such a big deal? That's question number one. Meaning, so, nope, so let's let the person fasten their belt and then go daven. And question number two, leku hachi v'litzli. And furthermore, let's say Zolzainid is a big tirachat to, to fasten your belt. So daven with your belt open. Is that such a crime to daven with your belt open? And here's the Gemara's Teretz. Mishum shenemar hikain likras elikecha Yisrael. The Pasuk says, you have to prepare yourself to greet Elikei Yisrael, the God of Yisrael. Which means that you can't daven with your belt open because when you are davening to the Rabbanishim, okay, so you have to look proper, you have to pre- be presentable, you have to be properly attired, and, and standing there with your belt open is just not respectful. That's not the way you daven to the Rabbanishim. So everybody asks on this Gemara, what, that's one tarot. That answers the second tarot about how isn't it, why, why can't you daven this way? Why do you have to close your belt anyway? But what about the first question of the Gemara? That is it such a tircha to fasten your belt? That the Gemara doesn't seem to be addressing. The Gemara just is addressing the second question. That And if it is a tircha, so then let us daven with your belt open. No, he can look us In order to daven, you have to, you have to close your belt. But what about the other question? Is it such a tir- So, but the Gemara seems to be saying you still don't have to do that because it's a tircha. But the Gemara never answered that. Is it why is it such a tircha to close your belt? Big deal. So close your belt. Why is that such a problem? Zakhtar Yashiv Meyerdik. He says such a beautiful chiddush. He says, you know why this tarot of the Gemara of Hika and Likras Alekafi this din that you have to that there's a chiv on a person to buckle their belt before they daven answers the first Gemara's question. What was the Gemara's question? Is it such a tircha to do? You know what the answer is? It is a tircha. You know why? Hika and Likras Alekafi Yisrael. If there is a responsibility for me to bulk, to 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 fasten my belt before I daven because of the chiyav of hikan likras alekach Yisrael, that achrayus that I have to do something—it's a halacha, it's a din, it's a mitzvah, whatever you call it—but as soon as there's an achrayus, now I have to do something. I have to. Bu- that's like impossible for me. I don't want to do it. I don't mind doing any other thing, but if it's something that I have to do, if it's an achrayas, now I have a headache of like, hey, there's a chiyav, a din, I have to buckle my belt before I go and daven, it's the last thing in the world I want to do. Now I could do this a hundred times, you know, a day for other reasons, but if you're telling me that I have to do it, if you're telling me that I must buckle my belt before I daven, it's very hard. So it's a response to both questions of the Gemara. Is it such a tircha lamesa amayna? It shouldn't be. We do it all the time. How many times a day do we fasten our belt open and close? But if it's for a mitzvah, if there's an obligation, if there's an achrayis, and now I have to do this, it's very hard. I don't mind washing my hands every, you know, but to, to a nagel vasser, to bring it to my bed, or it's a tircha, it's on my head, I don't do it. But you, but you do everything. I don't know. I know. But once you're making me obligated to do something, I have an achrayis, a din. Suddenly, it becomes very hard. Well, Yasher says, did you ever hear of such a thing? You have to beg somebody to do a mitzvah of collecting silver and gold. 
Imagine if I told you, you know, I have a big mitzvah. It's very hard to do. Okay, what is it? Well, there is, uh, if you go down the block and, you know, make a right and go into somebody's basement, there's about $10 million worth of diamonds and jewels. Would you do me a favor and, you know, and just go and get that and you can keep it? Did you ever see someone say, you know, leave me alone? But that's exactly what the Rabbi Nishlam did. He was mitzvah, he gave a mitzvah to borrow and they didn't want to do it. Because it's, it's an obligation. I have to borrow it. I maybe have to return it. It's a mitzvah. I have a, you know, I can't do it. If it's hefker, if it's something that's easy without responsibility, fine. But if there's any strings attached, there's any obligation, once I hear obligation, I turn my, my brain shuts off. You beg me to do it, maybe. But like, I'm not going to do it naturally because it is a tirchah. As soon as there's a pasuk, he can look at Yisrael, suddenly I can't button my belt. I can't. I just can't do it. It's so hard for me because it's an obligation. Once things are on my head as an achrayas, it makes it very, very difficult to do. This is, I think, the number one magefa machla of our generation. I don't know if we were the first ones to start it. Obviously, we weren't. This is... This is uh, going back a long time, what we're talking about today. But I think especially with our dar, I see it myself every day. We don't like taking personal responsibility. We don't like any form of commitments. And anything that smells of a commitment, no thank you. I see this all the time because, you know, I'm involved a little bit in Shidduchim. And... To get a, a guy to go out with a girl, to get a girl to go out with a guy, and then to get them to go out again and a third time, it's very hard. You know why? Because it's responsibility. It's a commitment. I don't want to commit myself. I, I, you know, if it's easy, great. But as soon as it gets, as soon as people smell commitment, achrayas, not for me. I, I, I'm, I'm risk averse. I like things very easy. It's true after you get married, it's very, there's a lot of responsibility that goes in marriage. The greatest responsibility is having a family, having children. Tremendous responsibility to constantly take care of them and to make sure that they're safe and happy and normal and, and doing well in school. It's a lot of responsibility. People don't want responsibility. That's why many people don't get married, they don't have children. It's, it's too much, it's too difficult for me to accept upon myself all that personal responsibility. I like things nice and easy. I'm American. I like things easy. I don't want any responsibility. As soon as it's a mitzvah, it's a chiyah, there's something ob- I have to. I don't like have to. I don't like a gun to my head. I like doing things very relaxed, very chilled, without commitment. I don't, I don't want the commitment part of it. I once heard from my friend, Rabbi Ephraim Shapiro from North Miami Beach, that the word achrayas, the word achrayas, if you dissect the word and you see the way the word is, is, is spelled and is written and is broken up, you get a lot of the, the trajectory of Kabbalah's achrayas. Let's examine the word for a second. The first letter in the word achrayas is an aleph. Aleph means myself, I. 
the first level of achrayis, before we start with anything, is I have to take personal responsibility. If I'm not personally responsible, you can't jump to the next level, which we'll get to soon. But I have to take personal responsibility. I have to understand that I am a human being, and I am responsible to take care of myself. When you're a child, no one's expecting you to take care of yourself. If you get up in the morning, you don't make your bed. When you're three years old, nobody's going to, you know, at all raise an eyebrow. You're not expected to. If you're not, uh, if you're, if you're not, uh, you're, you don't clear the table when you're three years old. You don't help set the table. You don't, uh, you don't uh, take the garbage out. That's fine. You're a baby. But when a person gets older, when a person matures, suddenly you're supposed to take achrayas for yourself. You have to make your own bed. This is a pet peeve that I have. Um, you know, not going to get personal, but like, you know, but when, when kids don't make their own beds, it drives me crazy. Now, maybe it shouldn't. I'm sure that I have other things that should drive me crazy. But it's just a, it's a very, you know, symbolic thing. If you're a Balach Rayas, if you really want to take responsibility, the first thing you have to do is, when you wake up in the morning, before you leave the house, or before you leave your dorm room, you make your bed. It's a Dover Pasha. It's not a big thing. It's basically, you know, you take, your, you take the sheet and you go, whoop, and it like flat, it goes neatly. It's a one-second thing, and now the bed looks nice, and now you can leave the room. You can leave the house. But until you, what are you leaving the bed? Do you want to come home later and see the bed that way? You have to make your bed in the morning. That's just the basic achrayas. I'm sure everything that I tell you, you do. By the giggles, I see no one does it. But I need fun for it. Okay, good. You know, in the afternoon, I make it. So, you know, if you're if you're at a at a table, you know, you should set the table, offer to help set the table, clear the table. If you have dishes that you cooked in, you should clean them up after you finish. These are, this is not rocket science. This is just basic, but it is rocket science because we don't like to do it. We like doing what we want to do. We want to cook. We want to make an egg. Fine, but I don't want to clean up the egg after. That's achrayas. That's, that's already, you know, that's beyond the scope of what I want to do. That's, not, that's, that's responsibility. That means that I have to actually do something that I'm not, I don't want to, it's, it's, it's a gun to my head. I don't want to do it. And this is true for everything, for, you know, for putting your laundry away and for doing a wash and for uh, what this is something that the difference between somebody that's, that's an Eved, that's somebody that, you know, begrudgingly does everything, or somebody that's a Ben Chayrin, that I really, I'm, I'm free. Meaning, when I say I'm free, I don't mean I'm a Ben Chayrin from responsibility, I mean I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mature adult who takes personal responsibility that's a very, very big step of adulthood. Adulthood means that I can now be responsible for what I do. No one has to take responsibility. If, there, if, there's, if there's no gas left in the car, I borrow the car and I see that there's no gas left, I go and I go to a gas station and I fill it up. I don't wait for my father and my mother to take care of that. I do it myself because I'm responsible. I take achrayas upon myself. Personal responsibility. You own it. After you've done, you've graduated from the Aleph, now you're already, you know, somebody that's an Achroi, 
you have personal responsibility. You know that you, you know, you're mature. You're you're able to do whatever is expected of you, even if there's an O. Now it's Aleph Ches. Now you could look towards your brother, your family members. You could take Achrayas for them as well. And whatever you, whatever needs to be done in the house, whatever errands need to be run. If you need to help your your kid brother study for a test, you need to help your uh, your grandmother. You know. Uh, do something that she needs to do. All of that is the next step. That's ach. Ach is now you have to be responsible not just for yourself, but for your wife, for your children, for your parents, for your in-laws, for your grandparents, for your, for your grandchildren, for your cousins. There's a responsibility. You see things are happening with them. They need help. You're there. You're taking responsibility for them because they are your circle. They are your immediate group. Once you have the Aleph and the Ches, and that's really good, like your family's in a good place, now you could turn to taking responsibility for the community, for acher, for strangers. The Briskarov used to say, Kirv is wonderful, but first you've got to make sure that your own ayel, your own tent, your own camp is good. If your kids are going off the derech and you're running to Queens College to be makari of some strangers, there's something really messed up with your, with your priorities. Kriyav is great, but first make sure that your own kids are healthy and happy. Make sure that your own mishpacha are good and solid on terra firma. Once you have that, now you can take it to the next level. So you have Aleph, me, personal responsibility. Ach, I'll take care of my, my closest of kin. They're my responsibility as well. I protect them, I take care of them, I, I watch over them, I help them. Once that's perfect, once your family's in check, now you can look towards Acherim. You could be responsible for your community. You could be a gabai. You could be a, a, somebody that's, a, you know, that, that cleans off the svarim and the base matters. You can do, a, a, make a tzedakah appeal. You could, you could you know, start your own yeshiva, start your own chabur or whatever. But first you have to make sure that you're taking care of your immediate family. If your kids are flunking out of shir, but, you know, you're, you're going and help giving a shir to the, to the world, that's not... That's not the right order. That's not the Seder Advarim. There's an Aleph, there's an Ach, there's an Acher, then there's Acharai. Once I have accomplished that, I become a natural leader. As a natural leader, people will follow me because they see that I'm somebody that has Achrayas and that I could, I'm responsible, I'm taking care of the community. The next letter is Avav, Acharav. People will automatically go after you. You could tell them Acharai and they'll take a follow you because they see that you're legit. And the tough is that once you're macabre yourself, Acharayas, you will see a sea change. You will see that the entire world from Aleph to Tav is different because of you. Because of the Acharayas that you were macabre on yourself, the whole world changes. It has to be in this order, though. The first step is personal responsibility. The second step is taking care of your family. The third step is acherim. Once you have acherim, you automatically become a leader and people will follow you. And it will change your world. It will change their world. It will change the world at large because you are the type of leader that takes achrayas. But it has to be step by step. And we see this exactly 
in Makas Chayshech. Makas Chayshech is the Makkah in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, when it's pitch dark in Mitzrayim, you are going to go and you're going to borrow from, you're going to see where everything is, you're going to scope everything out, then you're going to borrow from people, Klai Kesel The roots of it were in Makas Chayshech, and they said, fine, we'll do it. Once they were macabre on themselves, the personal achrayas, that I'll borrow, it's a pain for us, it's not easy, but it's an achrayas, it's, we have to borrow, we have to return it maybe someday, it's on, it's on my head, but okay, I'll do it. Look what happens during Makas Cheshach. They were able, when four-fifths of Klai Yisrael died during Makas Cheshach, Rashi says, that Klai Yisrael went during that Makkah and they buried all of the, all of the mason. That's Achrayas. They didn't have to. You know how hard that is to have to go and bury a mace in the best circumstances. It's hard. You know, people say, you know, there's a mace mitzvah. You know, you want to go to Kfura and in Wellwood somewhere and you hope it's like, you know, no, I I really don't. Let let other people do it. Imagine if I told you that you have to bury millions of Jews within the scope of three days that when the lights go back on, they're not going to see that Klai Yisrael are not such tzaddikim either. That's crazy, Achrayas, to do that. But yet, they, once they did the Aleph, once they were able to recover on themselves the Achrayas of, of Daber Na, Bishalu Ishme Yisraelu, they started setting that emotion. They were looking through the, they said, fine, we'll do it. Then they were able to go and be Makabal Achrayas for others, for their brothers, for strangers. There's a great Vart from the Belzer Rebbe. One of the Rebbe's of Belz said, on a Pasuk in Bishalach, now we're going to be able to get both Shmuzin in and at once now. In Bishalach, there's a, a Pasuk that says, We came out Chamushim. Chamushim means armed. Rashi says, That's the Pshutah Shemikah Mezuyanim. We were armed, we came with weapons. And then he brings the famous Agado, which I just mentioned, that really only Echad Mechamisha. One out of five left Egypt. Bechamushimalu, only one out of five. What happened to the other four fifths? They died during Makas Cheshach. There's another Targum Yainasem Ben Uziel on this week's Pasuk, on this Pasuk of Bechamushim, that every Yid left Chamushim with five children. Every Yid left with five children. So the Belzareva puts these Rashi and the Targum together, and he says, you know what that means, what was Pshat? He says that because they died, four-fifths of Klai Yisrael died, that means that they each left over Yisayimim. Who's going to take these Yisayimim out of Egypt? Who's going to take responsibility for all these orphans whose fathers died during the days of Cheshach? But each Yid took Hamishim, they took Hamisha, they took five, their own child, plus four of the children who were Yisayimim, and they adopted them. Do you understand what responsibility that is to adopt not one child, but four children? For every five, for everyone that you have, you take four in? That's incredible, Achrayas. That's the definition of Achrayas. All this took place during these days of Cheshech. Cheshech is a time, by the way, the Kotsky used to say that during the Makkah of Cheshach, the Pasuk says, A man did not see his brother. 
So the Kotzker says, Kedarka, sharply, he says, you know what the greatest darkness is, the greatest cheshech? When Lairo Ishasachav, you don't see your brother, you don't see what your brother needs, then that's darkness. Light is, I'm able to like look beyond myself and see what my brother needs. See what my, my, my children need. See what my wife needs. See what my parents need. See what, see what my, my, my friends need. That's light. So during the Makkah of Cheshech, Klal Yisrael basically were able to graduate from Cheshech. They may not have all been so great during the Sheba de Mitzrayim. It was like you saw Dasan Adiram and Halargeni Ataimer and there's all types of maybe Sichsuch in Klal Yisrael. Suddenly, by Makas Cheshech, they shirked. They did not shirk anymore the responsibility of Achrayas. They said, okay, we're going to do it. You're asking us to do it. We're going to accept Achrayas, not just for myself, with the Klaikesev Chezav, but for my Ach, for my Acherim, for Acharai. And with that, they left Egypt. That's tremendous Achrayas. That's the graduating progress of Achrayas. You start small, you start local, and you start spreading out. All this happened, and now they're Bnei Chayrin. Now they're ready to go out of Mitzrayim and to be Makabal Until then, they weren't. Avda Beth As Avadim, I just like things half I like things easy. I don't like responsibility. But Bnei Chayrin means I understand. Of course, we naturally like things easy, but now I'm able to be mature enough to accept personal responsibility. I'm going to do it. And once you do that, now you could grow and you can each become leaders in your own world because you are a person that shows that you are able to care about other people, to see other people's problems as your own. And that's what leadership is. I'm going to tell a story over. I'm not going to look at anybody, but the person who I'm telling the story about it happens to be in this room. Very rare for me to say a story with a person in the room. It's very it's daring. It's risky because, you know, I could, I could tell stories about anybody and they're not going to refute me, but if the person's in the room, they might. I think the worst achrayas, I mean, it's a silly thing to say, but I, I, it's a per, very personal uh, Reflection, the, the greatest example of how hard it is for a person to accept upon themselves achrayas is at a shiva house. I don't know if you have this experience also, but as soon as they shtip in your face, mishnayas, you know, would you like to fill out the mishnayas chart? I like, I got to just, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get a ticket. I'll be right back, you know, and then you never come back. I don't mind learning mishnayas. Don't get me wrong, mishnayas is beautiful. But the lachats of me having to finish a masechta in 30 days is just to me like, I can't. It's very hard. Am I wrong? And, and by the time they give it to you, Tainus and Megillah and Rosh Hashanah is got, long gone. Now they're up to Kalim and Alais and uh, Negaim or whatever. And, and, you know, I just, you look at it and you just get like a deer caught in the head like, I, I, I can't do it. It's, it's a chrayis. It's a pressure. It's v'shalu. I, I, can't, I, I can't be responsible uh, you know, then the shama of the mace is going to not is going to get get back at me. You know, if I don't do it, and like it's 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 so much guilt and so much achrayas that it's like really hard. And maybe I'm the only one that feels that way, but that's the way I personally feel. Okay. 
There was a bacher in yeshiva who got a call because it was a snowstorm and there was a shiva minion in Kew Garden Hills and they called somebody in yeshiva and Rabbi Riel, you know, was asked if somebody, if, if a bacher or two, they need to be mashed a minion. It was like mamish, like eight inches of snow or something, crazy snowstorm. They had a very hard time, you know, being mashed a minion. Who can you get? So they, so he said, okay, Call this and this number. The the, the spacher is a tzaddik gummer. He's not going. He's going to jump to you. He's not going to walk. He's not going to. He's going to jump to your house. It's going to be amazing. You know, he's the man. Call him. Came to the shiva house, and after the minion was over, so they asked him, "Would you? Are you? You know, could you maybe uh, fill out the mishnayos form?" So unlike me, he's a tzaddik. And he says, sure, you know, how many do you want me to fill out? Well, you know, you don't mind, you know, take, uh, you know, I don't know, Taras and, and uh, you know, and, uh, and Zeram. Is that good? Yeah, fine, no problem. He puts his name by every single Masechta that no one else wanted. So he not only ran to do a mitzvah, he not only got the Schar Licha walking in 10 inches of snow, and uh, it, the snow continued to, to fall. And, um, and uh, you know, and fill, he also filled out, like, a lot of Mishnayis. His name was on every, you know, hard Mishnah. And, uh, and that's it. He goes home happy. This Bacher was, uh, you know, not married. He was dating for a while. And, uh, and that was it. A person comes to that Shiva house during the week of Shiva. And also, I guess, was asked, you know, if he wants to fill it out fill out, uh, you know, any Mishnayis, and maybe he also choked. But he was, while he was looking, he sees this guy's name on, like, so many Mishnayis, and he says, who is this guy that took all these Mishnayis? So the person says, oh, you know, he's a big tzaddik, he learns in Lander College, and he's, uh, he came in the snow, and he, he doesn't know us from Adam, but, like, he came just to do a mitzvah, and this is his name. He said, oh, you know, this Bacha was Retar daughter, but... For whatever reason, you know, she was busy, wasn't interested, whatever the case may be. But if he's taka such a tzaddik, so then, you know, we're going to look at him a second time. We're going to, we want him to go out. They said yes. And they went out. And they got married. This is, I think, a, a great illustration of how if you have the Aleph, Aleph, of Achrayas, then you can easily graduate to the Ach and to the Acher and to the Acharai. If you have that personal responsibility, if you're able to be makabal on yourself things that are not easy to makabal on yourself because it involves responsibility, it involves I have to make an effort now for somebody or for myself. I, I have to do something that I really don't want to do, but I'm going to do it because I'm a man, I'm responsible, I'm mature, this is adulthood. I have to do it. what is the right thing to do. That shows, Kamea Adam, that now you're ready to be married. You're ready to have a family because you have taken responsibility for yourself and now you're ready automatically to take responsibility for others. If you're not yet ready to take personal responsibility, it's very hard for you to take responsibility for other people because you can't even be responsible for yourself.
once Klal Yisrael did all this during Makas Cheshech, and now it was Makas Becheres, Paris started running after Klal Yisrael, and Rashi says he was running after them to get that silver and gold. He wanted that silver and gold back. You know what that means? It means that Parah understood that they were no longer his avadim. As soon as they took that silver and gold, they borrowed it, that means they were no longer avadim. If they're able to say, I am going to borrow it, I don't want to return this, it's a pain in the neck for me to borrow it, it's a mitzvah on my head, it's a difficult human thing to be responsible, but I'm going to do it. This is what the Rebbein Shem's Mitzvah, this is what I'm going to do. When Paray saw that, and then he saw that they buried the Mason, and he saw that they adopted, this is no longer my Avadim. As soon as he understood that they are on their way out and they're not coming back because they are Bnei Chayrin, that's when Paray started running after them. He said, no, 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 I want you back as my Avadim. No, no Bnei Chayrin. Because the difference between an Eved and a Ben Chayrin is somebody who has responsibility for himself and for others. You want to not, then you're an Eved. You're an Eved to your Taivas, you're an Eved to your, to your immaturities, you're an Eved to, to, to just being free, Hefker. Ben Chayrin, a real Ben Chayrin, is somebody who is able to be personally responsible. It seems like the opposite. It seems like an Eved is responsible, and a Ben Chayrin is somebody that's free. That's the way the, the world looks at it. But a Yid doesn't look at it. The Yid looks at a real Ben Chayrin as somebody that's Mechabal on himself in oil. When you're Mechabal on yourself in oil, Malcha Shamayim, then you're a Ben Chayrin. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim took place, Bedafko, once we're able to put our, on ourselves the El Malcha Shamayim, the El Mitzvahs, that's when Akadosh Baruch says, okay, now you're ready to go out of Mitzrayim. Up until now, you were, it was Hefker, that's, that's Abdus. Hefkeris is an Abda Hefkeris Nichalei. You want to be a Ben Chayrin, first you have to show me that you're able to be responsible. And we proved this in Cheshach. There was light by Klal Yisrael. There was no longer Lairo Ishes Achav. We weren't ignoring other people because we weren't interested or we couldn't take, you know, it's too much for me. Let me worry about myself. That's not a Yiddish concept. You didn't worry about others. They think about others. They're caring about others. You look at the Gemachs that Kla Yisrael has, just as one like small example of Mikam Kla Yisrael. Besides for the organization, just look at the Gemachs that people have that they think, they rack their brains, what can I make a Gemach for? A Gemach for Purim costumes, a Shtik Gemach, a, uh, you know, a Bris Gemach, a this Gemach, a that Gemach, 20,000 Gemach, literally. Because I care about you. I understand there's a need to be filled. I don't have time for this. Busy person. I have, I have on my block alone, I have, there's three gemachin. There's a, a wedding gown gemach. There is gowns for people that are in the wedding party, you know, bridesmaids or, or children or whatever. And then there's a gemach for, if you make a bris, there's a nice pillow and a this and a that, different things that you need. On, on one block. In Claudia Yisrael, there's, because I care. I don't have to do this. You think it's easy? have a, a wedding gown gemach and have to clean them and, and this and patchka with it. These are, these are people that, they have plenty of other things to do with their life, but they're macabre on themselves because there's a need for it, I'm going to do it. And this is Bnei Chayr. There's a freedom in that. 
once you're able to be macabre on yourself such a such an oil, it's not debilitating. You feel like a certain freedom. You feel great because now I'm it's maturity. It always bothered me, you know, Staber no. Is that true? Is, is that really true? Is no really a Lashon Bakasha? Doesn't no a lot of times mean now? Ana Hashem, Hashia no. Please Hashem, save me. Save me? Is that save me? Is it please? Is it Bakasha? I think the simple Taich is, if you look in our school, I think Ana Hashem, Hashia no means save me now. No means now. So what does it mean, ain't no Lashem Bakasha? Is it now or is it Bakasha? When you say ain't no Lashem that seems like it's it. There's no other definition of no except for Lashem Bakasha. So what does it mean now? And I think that maybe the Pshad is that the two really are the same. For somebody that has a chryas, if you're saying to me, please, I do it now. When you ask me for something, what you're asking me for is, I need a favor from you. I need you to do something. Okay, when should I do it? I, you know, can, I, can I do it next week? I'm a little busy now. No, no, no. Bakasha is now. Now, Bakasha and Achshav is the same. If you're not doing it now, you're never going to do it. You know that. If I ask you to do me a favor and you push it off, you're not going to do it. If you do it right away, you're going to do it. The Chazanish said, now everybody's looking for like a school of for zikarim. How do you have a good memory? You know, so you want to, you know, you never eat chasasham an olive and you never do this. You want to get a good, you know, you want to have a good memory. So you have to, there's a whole book I have at home. Somebody wrote a whole book on things that are good for memory and bad for shikha. The Chazanish says, I'll give you the best skula for not forgetting. You want to know the, the best skula? Forget about the olives, forget about the wearing two hats. Forget. The best skula to not forget is doing something right away. If you do something right away, you're not going to forget. If I ask you, can you do me a favor, just, you know, I'm collecting for a, for a tzedakah, can I ask you, you know, to make out a check? If you make out the check right away, it's done. If I say, yeah, yeah I don't have a check on me, you know, can I, can I do it late? You're never doing it. Because it's not, you know, it's, it, it, it fall, it's out of sight, out of mind. You forgot about it. The best thing to do is, if you want to remember to do something, you do it right away. The people that I know in my life that are really successful people, the people that are highly effective people in the modern uh, vernacular, are people that do things right away. They don't, if they're asked to do something, they do it. They don't push it away and say, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, maybe I'll, you know, my, you know you, you, I ask you to, you know, to, you know whatever, to, to, to get a safer for me, you know, I'll do it later. Okay, later means never. If they ask you to do it now, you might do it now, but if, if you don't do it now, you're not going to do it. When you say no, and it's I'm asking you to do something, do it now. Because that's what it requires, if you have an achrayas and I ask you something, and you want to take achrayas for me, you've got to do it right away. It's now. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Dabra Abnei Yisrael, Dabra Nob, Speak to them, please. It means now. Borrow it now. 
It's hard. Just do it. Somebody asks you to do a Mishnayis. Uh, you know, uh, let me think about it. I'll come back later to see if it's still filled in. No, 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 do it now. Just write your name on it. Be Makabalach Rayas. Once you do it, it's, it's on your head, but at least it's done. In yeshiva, there's so many opportunities to learn Afrayas. So many opportunities. In your dorm, just a chazer, you know, to make your bed, to clean your room, to clean the pots and pans, to make sure that your laundry is not all over the floor, to make sure that uh, the floor is nice and clean, or, or anything that, you know, if your roommate is sick, to help him, if, you're, if there's svarim on the, on the tables, to put them back, if there's plastic cups, styrofoam cups, and it's dirty, to throw them out. There are a lot of opportunities to learn with people that are schwacher than you and that need your help. There's so many opportunities of achrayas, to be a kabbal achrayas, to be a gabay, to be on the student government, to be a, to be a, a gizbar, to, be a, to open something up, to start a new, a new chabura, a new idea, a new, a, new, a new movement, something, to join something. There's many opportunities in yeshiva for achrayas. But you know why we do it here? Besides for the here and now, which is obviously fundamental, it's so that we train ourselves here so that later in life we're really responsible human beings. So that we can be married and our wife don't, won't look at us like, you know, like we don't have any you know, ability to take care of ourselves, to take care of the family. And somebody was just telling me, a very hush of a person was just telling me, a mature person, he says like when his wife goes away, this guy's like in his 70s, when his wife goes away, he's completely powerless. He doesn't, he has no, I said, what do you mean? He says, I don't know how to cook an egg. I've never done it before. I, I, I never, I never like made toast for myself before. I never, you know, I don't know how to cut a cucumber. Like he has to eat out constantly. He doesn't have any, this is a, a very highly intelligent person, but he has no, and I'm not saying that's a critique. Maybe he was just always was in a place that he had people taking care of him. But in yeshiva, we learn how to take care of ourselves. We learn a certain degree of independence. We know how to make an egg. We know how to, how to clean up after our egg. We know how to, how to, how to bench and, how to, and how, to, how to help others. And to make, We know these things. This is what we do here in Yeshiva, hopefully. So that when we go out and we're now at work and we're in our cubicle, we don't leave our, our, our styrofoam cup on our desk because it's gross. We throw it in the garbage. And if somebody else needs a hand with something because they're not able to, they don't know the, uh, you know, they, they, don't, they don't know anything, I, you know, you help them. I remember once I was a summer intern in a, in a, in a business when I was a bacher. And there was a Hasidish woman who needed a, a job very badly. She was just divorced or separated and she had a whole family. And, she, and the, the boss was giving her a break and, you know, trying to break her in. She knew nothing. She mamish did not know how to turn on a computer, let alone how to type, how to save, how to, how to print. And I took it upon myself to help her mamish until she was sem- semi-proficient in doing those things. Why did I? Because I went to yeshiva. I understood that this is what you do. If your chavrusa is not doing well, if the guy at your table is not, if the guy in shir, you help them. You don't, you don't turn away when somebody needs you. You do that at work. 
That makes you a great team player. That, that's what Achrayas is. You're able to be married. You're able to have, a, to have children. You're able to take care of your children. You know, had another Rebetzin told me that her husband never, ever diapered the baby. Ever. She had a big family. She always diapered the baby. You know, if her, if her husband was ever home alone with the baby, the, the diaper would just stay there until the, until the Rebetzin came home. It's amazing. I mean, you know how many diapers I changed in my life? I can't tell you how many diapers I changed. Not because I'm a tzad, because it's, 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 it's what you do. I can't shirk my responsibility. If I have responsibility, I have to do it. Who's going to do it? Who should do it for me? You do it. You do it. This is why what we do in yeshiva is so important. The achrai is to show up to davening. The achrai is to show up to seder, to show up for your chavrusa, to show up for shir, to come to shmuzin, to come to vadin, to come to sh- for shabbos, to come for yantiv, to come for tishin. But you think we're doing it for our health? Thing? I think you think it's for self, you know, aggrandizement that I like people coming to davening or coming to shmuzin or coming to shir kolli. I don't care. If you don't want to come, don't come. Because don't take. But what about you? What does it say about you if you're not coming? And if you don't come here, so then when you're, when you're at, you know, someday at work and they're, they're making, you know, the boss is calling a meeting or an assembly or whatever, you don't come to that either because, you know, you don't have to. You're above the law. You don't need to. And that's not good. You have to be macabre on yourself and achrayas. Is it e- it's much easier to go back to the dorm, of course, and, you know, do whatever you do over there than to come to a shmooz, come to a shir, to come to... But what does it say about you and your achrayas? What does it say about your covet for, for Abayim that are waiting to have Bachrim come to their shir and no one's showing up? What does that say about what does it say about your concern for them? You don't owe them that? When you don't show up for your chavrusa, what does it say to your chavrusa? It means that it's basically a big loud billboard that says, I don't care about you or your time. Because even though you're sitting here at 9.30 waiting for me, I couldn't care less. What does that say about a person? That's the problem. It's that we don't want the achrayas. We don't care about the response. We don't think about the responsibility. I don't want to think about it. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeshiva is supposed to build within a mensch the ability to be an achroi, to have the aleph, to have the ach, to have the acher, to have the achroi, to have the acherov, to have the aleph to tough. And if you're not getting that, then you got nothing from yeshiva. Now, the training ground for this, if what we're doing in yeshiva is working or not, is ben azmanim. We're blessed in this yeshiva with, it's like almost more ben azmanim than not. Think about it. I mean, we have three months off in the summer. We have off Pesach, Sukkot, and now we have like a two, two, two and a half week break or something now. We, we're mamish, like, I don't know why your parents pay tuition. It's ridiculous. It's like a joke. Anyway, don't quote me on that. But, um, okay, so you go home, and now what? You go home, and, and, and what's the message that you're sending that, that we're going home with? So the people that weren't at the Shmuz today, you know, they don't know because they're, you know, they don't, they're, they're not here, so they don't know. But for us that were Zaycha to be here today, and that hopefully what we're saying has a real Reisham, 
You go home. You don't like expect, hey, Ma, what's for supper? Uh, you know, you come, you come home. You say, Ma, what can I do to help? You probably, you know, I've been away from Yeshiva all these months. You haven't had my pair of hands to go shopping for you, to fix things that need repair in the house, to, um, you know, to help you uh, take your car for an inspection, to uh, fill up the car with gas, to, uh, um, you know, to visit, to visit Bobby and Zaydi, to What do you need from me? I have an achrayas to my family. Tell me what I can do for you. Not what you could do for me. Not what are we doing? You know, are we going away? Are we going snow tubing? Uh, you know, what's uh, what's for dinner? What's for supper? Who's coming for Shabbat? When you wake up in the morning, you make your bed. After the meal is over, you clear the table, and then you actually either stack the dishwasher or you wash off the dishes. You offer to dry the dishes. This is not something that I'm making up. This is something that's olive based. If you can't do that during Ben Azmanim, then good luck with life. This is all part of being a good person, a good son, a good relative, a good community person, a leader, a father, a husband, a brother. These are all things that are aleph based. If you don't have achrayas for yourself and you don't have achrayas for others, then what do we teach you in yeshiva? What really is this worth? What's this whole experiment worth? You know what Rav Meishu Feinstein used to tell Bachrim before they went, tell Midim before they went home for Ben Azmanim? He wasn't giving a shmooze about, uh, about Sidre, you know, Halimud, and you have to be kaveit, and that, of course, is necessary. Obviously, I've given shmooze in, in the past about that. That goes without saying, you have to be kaveit, and you have to learn, and that's, and davening, of course, in the minion every single day, three times a day. goes without saying, don't, wake up at 10 o'clock or don't go to the yeshiva minion or whatever they call it, you know, for, for the batlanim of the town. I hate that when, you know, they call it the yeshiva minion. What is the yeshiva minion? It's the 9.30, it's like the last man possible. And that's for the yeshiva guys. You know, that, that's the guys that are so lazy that they wake up at, roll out of bed at 9 o'clock and they need a place to down. We call it the yeshiva minion. Chol Hashem. Ramesh used to say to his Talmidim, I'll tell you what to work on during Ben Azman. He says, you're going to go to a, a shul, your local young Israel, your local shtibel, whatever it is. And during, between Mincha and Mayrev, there's, in most shuls, very often there's a break between Mincha and Mayrev. And the rabbi gives a shir. What's he giving a shir on? He's not giving a shir on a, a, shir on a shver rashba. He's speaking to Balabatim. He's giving a shir on Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, maybe Mishnah Bura, if it's a more sophisticated Eilam, or, or Sugyas in Halacha, or Chayyadam, whatever it is that the Rav is giving on, that's what he's giving on. But you, because you're such a sophisticated Lamdin, doesn't pass for you to sit and listen to his Kitzah Shulchan Aruch shir about, uh, you know, about uh, you know, Purim or whatever. So you're going to take out your Shev Shmaitza. You're going to take out your Kiveger, and you're going to learn during the rabbi's, you know, 10-minute halacha, you're going to sit and learn your, your thing, because you're too chashiv. He says, now think what's going to happen. The Balabatim are going to look at you, learning your fancy sefer, and saying, oh, our rabbi, 
you know, he's a nice guy, but he's no, he's, not, he's probably not Maritz. He's probably not such a chashava. You know, he's not a tamachacham, obviously, because he can't even hold the interest or the attention of a, of a bona fide yeshiva bacher. And you've mamish killed him in front of his balabatim. He says, you put your safer away and you sit at the edge of your seat and you listen to the Rav tell whatever shir he's saying and you listen well. That's what you're supposed to be doing over Ben Azmanim. That's Achrayus. It's taking an Achrayus for yourself, for the Tzibur. What do you mean? I, I, don't I have to learn myself? Don't I have to chazer? Yeah, you have to chazer, but find a different time to chazer. When you're in front of a Rav, you respect the Rav and you show him Derech Eretz. If your father's saying it's our terror at the Shabbos table... Or your brother, you listen with rapt attention, pretending that he is the God Ladar, which is what the Chayadim, by the way, says is the Chiv of Kibbutz Avim. You should look up to your parents, like look at, pretend, and pretend they're real, and listen to them, and don't like roll your eyes, don't start falling asleep, don't start, you know, kibitzing with your, with your brother next to you. You listen like a mensch. Your father sends you to yeshiva so you should come home and, and, and show that he's, that he's not on your level. Achrayas means I don't put myself first. I have responsibilities in life. Yeah, if I didn't, I could just, you know, not make my bed, not clean up after myself, just be a, a slob and be a, you know, be, be just worry about just myself. But that's not what we are. We're, we're Klal Yisrael. We have achrayas for each other. We have achrayas for ourselves. This is what Ben Azmanim is all about. Ben Azmanim is a great time to really, you know, take off the training wheels and actually see if you can ride the bike. See if it works. See if what we taught in yeshiva, all the different tools of achrayas that we so try to imbue in everybody, see if it's working. I think it is. But if it's not, then we have to tweak something. We have to work on that a little bit more. That should be the posture when we go home. For those of us that are zeichet to go home to a mother and a father, and uh, we have to go home and, 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 and just show, Hineni, here I am, I'm here, I'm here to help. I'm, I, I love you, and I'm here to help. I'm here to do things for you. I'm here to show that I'm, I have respond. I'm mature. I'm a Ben Chayrin. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. Because if you show that you're not, then, and then like, I'm, uh, Tati, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to date. So when are you starting to date? You're not ready to date. You're not ready for marriage. You, I, you show me over Ben Azmanim. You're not even ready to take care of yourself. How are you going to take care of a wife and children? You have to be personally responsible. Achrayas is key in life. And one more responsibility that we have is to the yeshiva. When you go home, show the people that are in your neighborhood, in your community, in your shuls, what a Talmud and Beis Medishal Talmud looks like. By the Aguda Convention, I don't know how many of you saw uh, the, the, the shir that I gave in the Aguda Convention, but you can check it out on TorahAnytime.com. Um, and, but basically, I don't know if you saw it, but I spoke about yeshiva and how proud I am of, of the Talmidim here. I was speaking specifically about, it was Thanksgiving, the, uh, the Agoda Convention, and the day before Thanksgiving, 
I'm sure you all remember, was that beautiful maimed that we had on the fourth floor that was totally organic, totally bacher-driven, to make a, a beautiful breakfast in recognition and honor of the maintenance crew. And, and I said how amazing it was. Like they, how, they felt so good. They were shining. The Mizrachvant of Nixon and Jonathan and Mark, and you know, they were, their mamash, their faces were, were beaming. Last night I just got in the mail uh, an email from, uh, from Dr. Sokol, actually. He forwarded me something that's going, sorry, I don't know, viral, but it's, it's spreading. As somebody in Chicago, I don't know who he is, or Moshe Katz, he obviously heard my share in Torah Anytime or something, and he wrote, he has like a, a blog of some sort, and he, he wrote about what I had spoken about. He didn't mention my name. He said the Mashkiach, you know, whatever, who, you know, of Lander College for Men, and how he was so moved and touched and inspired by his Talmidim who went and they made this beautiful breakfast and every, of the, every one of the employees got a box of chocolates and a card and a check and, a, uh, and, made to, and, and they were shining and he said that it was his birthday, this person who was writing this, and he said, my birthday you know, present, if you want to give me a birthday present, it's take this message and spread it to the world. To have achrayas for other people, to care enough about even people that you feel are, you know, are, are working for you you care about them, you show them covet, you give to them, you spread your, 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 your smile upon them. And that's how you change the world. That's the Aleph to Tuf. You change everybody's world if you show achrayas. I'm not just thinking about myself. What can I do for him? I see him every day in the hallway. He's putting the garbage for, that I made into a, you know, who knows where. He's taking it outside, schlepping it here. Okay, he's working for, for Lander College, maybe. But... That doesn't pattern me from giving Akharis Atayif to him, from making him feel good. That's Akharis. I have an Akharis to him, to make him feel good about himself for what he's doing. I don't know how much they get paid, probably not so much. So I have to supplement that with a smile, with a thank you once in a while, with acknowledgement, like we all need. So we're all ambassadors for Lander College for Men for Bismarck Talmud, and, and that's also an Akharis. When you when you go out into the world at large, you are a billboard, a neon-flashing billboard. This is what our yeshiva is. When you're davening with kavano, when you're taking the pushka, if no one asks you, and you're going around and, and collecting in the room, and you're, you know, you're, you're singing during the times you're supposed to be singing, and you're quiet when you're supposed to be quiet, these are all great ways of showing hakar satayat to the yeshiva, and your achrayas to us for all that we do for you. And you do so much back for us, and we, we have tremendous achrayas to you, of course, as well. So these are just some, some ideas to take with you, as you go for a few weeks home, and you enjoy a mitzvah Hashem, and you spend time learning, you spend time enjoying your family, and, and, and you know, having some chilot tzatzamis, getting away and doing exercise, doing sports. So you come back with new kaifas and revive for the next semester. These are things that I think would be, uh, would be wonderful to work on. The ability to be an achroi, to have achrayas to, to so many people around you, including yourself. And amidst Hashem, you should just know that you give me a lot of nachas, each and every one of you. You really do. And... and you should be meichel me if you think that sometimes I'm speaking at all in a preachy way, in a critical way. You know that I'm not. Whoever knows me knows that I'm the last guy in the room 
to, you know, ever be the one to preach to somebody else. I, I look up to each and every one of you as my role models. So I'm in no position to preach to you. If I'm talking, it's, a lot of it is to myself. And I let you listen. So you should be zeichet to have a, a safe return home, a safe return back to yeshiva. And in Mitzvah Hashem, you should do all the right things when you're home and come back to yeshiva with a new geshmak, with a new sense of achrayas. And in Mitzvah Hashem, we look forward to seeing you back.